The Source of Truth is an audio recording of Pastor Ronnie Love sharing Christian encouragement and biblical truth. We hope this podcast can help make your path a bit brighter today. Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. But today we're going to jump right back into Psalm chapter 49. If you're going to follow along with us, and uh, we're going to be getting a great study, a great truth, and it's really a truth that hits everybody from every walk of life. And, and I say that is we live in a culture where we have the idea where wealth or position kind of establish, you know, in um, some situations it establishes, you know, our health care establishes our our, how we're treated based upon our financial situation, things of that nature. Um, we just flew back and forth, uh, you know, from Alaska back. And, and, you know, anytime you walk into a plane, you walk through, generally you walk through first class to get back to the unwashed and to the back, people in the back. And the price difference, of course, is pretty drastic. But, you know, even how you're treated there when you, you know, I've flown in first class a couple times and, you know, unlimited drinks, things like that. And the world does, you know, when, and, and you paid extra for it. I'm not, not, not criticizing them, but the point is in the world, a lot of our position and our, and our money establishes where we eat, where we, where, you know, where we live and a lot of times how we're treated. The Bible talks a little bit about some things that kind of equal us. And what, what, what I'm saying is, I'm not saying that what we're going to talk about today equals us per se, is it helps us understand there's certain things in life that are not, their perspectives are not changed based upon who we are, where we were born, the color of our skin, or the amount of money in our bank account. They simply come down to make us equal in life. And truly what we're going to look at today is one of those things. Psalm chapter 49, I'm just going to begin I'm going to kind of jump in. I'm not going to go through the entire thing. I'm going to highlight a couple of thoughts here or a couple of verses as we look at this thought. So verse number one, the psalmist said, Hear this, all ye people. Give ear, all ye inhabitants of the world, both low and rich, low and high, rich and poor, together. My mouth shall speak of wisdom, and the meditation of my heart shall be of understanding. So he starts off with explaining his audience. Listen, everybody in the audience needs to listen to this. Does it make a difference who you are, your background, what country you grew up in, what you, what you see in the mirror, what other people think of you, your amount of money. This message is to everyone. And we'll see, look down just a second. We'll understand what he's talking about. So then he goes and down to... Verse 6, I'm going to pick up in verse 6 to talk a little bit about what message he's giving to everybody. He says, They that trust in their wealth and boast themselves in the multitude of their riches. Now, they're not talking just about riches in general life. He's getting more specific in verse 7. None of them by any means can redeem his brother nor give to God a ransom for him for the redemption of their souls precious and it ceases forever that he should still live forever and not see corruption. So what he's saying here is no amount of money that you have in your account can you give to God that will help you yourself or a friend or anybody escape the realities of death. There are some things in life that make us all equal and uh, death is one of them. The Bible says there's a point in a man once to die and after this, the judgment. For years, I used to believe that that meant that God has a set appointment and this is the way it's going to be. Can I, take more, I lean more towards this aspect that the truth of the word of God's appointment in a man once to die is simply this, is at some point in life, death will come to you. Uh, death is going to come. Um, death is going to come to you no matter how much money you make, no matter how healthy you are or unhealthy you are. At some point in your life, you are going to experience death. Now, please understand, the healthier you are, the more than likely, the longer your life will be. 
Uh, unfortunately, it's not always true. Uh, one of my wife's cousins, is uh, her husband's struggling with cancer right now, and he's a very healthy man, much younger than me. Um, and it's a pretty aggressive and rare cancer. It's, it's, it's just sad to see. We do see that. But one of the things we will learn in life, one of the things that brings us all together is death. We think about this condo that collapsed down in Florida. If there's anything that helps us to look at them, I don't, I don't know whether they were really fancy condos or whether they were poor, you know, whether they were low-income condos. None of that matters to me because when you look at what's going on there, that doesn't matter. What you see is the loss of life, and it just brings us all to the same plane. It doesn't matter what kind of house we're in. It doesn't matter what's in the income. This brings us together. The reality of life, the reality that life is not permanent. So what happens is that the world tells you, culture tells you, earn, 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 do for you, get for you, put aside, have this, have this, acquire everything the world can offer you, acquire wealth, acquire nice things, and sometimes even climb over other people to get it. And yet, I think all of us realize at some point, and don't get me wrong, when you have extra money, there's just some nice things you get to have and your life's more comfortable. But ultimately, true fulfillment, true joy does not come from how much money you have in the bank. Now, my guess is those of us who have less money would sit back and say, I don't know, I, I, I think I could, I'll take a little, I'll, I'll take you on that and I'll go see you. A little more money, we'll see if it brings real joy. I think there's some aspects of happiness it brings. I mean, you never have to worry about money, uh, about vacations or uh, eating, you can go anywhere you want. Those kind of things can happen. But ultimate joy, ultimate fulfillment does not come in that. Because ultimately, as we'll read here in a second, it doesn't even matter because you can't take this with you. True fulfillment comes when you understand the, the meaning of life. You understand what brings fulfillment in life and ultimately what comes after life. Because everything we get here is temporary because of the realization that life is temporary. So let's continue a little bit down in some of these verses. Um, verse 10. For he, this is, this is just all of us, the people who think wealth, actually in this case, people who think wealth can help them. For he seeth that wise men die. Even the greatest of men die, continuing likewise, the fool and the brutish person perish and leave their wealth to others. He says it doesn't make a difference if you're wise, if you're foolish, or if you're a criminal. It doesn't really make a difference in this. All of these people ultimately pass away. Verse 11, their inward thoughts is that their house shall continue forever. And their dwelling places to all generations, they call their lands to their own name. He said they're convinced that their legacy will continue and the money they give is forever and that what they put down in this earth in the financial aspect will last forever. Verse 12, nevertheless, man being in honor abideth not. He is like the beast that perish. This, their way is their folly, yet their prosperity approve their saying. See, they think because they're wealthy, this happens. I was driving in this morning listening to the radio and they were talking about, I don't know if it's true, just some of, they were talking about the idea of the potential changing the name of Walt Whitman Bridge down in Philadelphia. You know, we look back on this and so many things are being changed and for years, we based off of some good things people did or things we remember, we put names on. He's saying this, and what, what basically they've established, this is life, this is legacy, to be remembered for 100 years or 200 years or whatever it is, but ultimately that's not what's gonna happen because that can all just disappear. She says in verse 14, like sheep, they are laid in the grave. Death shall feed on them, and the upright shall have dominion over them in the morning, and their beauty shall consume in the grave for their dwelling. So he's just basically, and it's, there's a level of discouragement here. No matter what I do on this earth, no matter what legacy I leave behind, no matter what wealth I have, the moment I'm gone, those that are upright, those that are still standing, those that are alive, will choose how to view me. 
they will decide what to do with my money or decide not to do with my money. Years ago, my wife and I decided to establish our first will. Um, just, just, just because uh, we weren't nervous of anything. You know, we were traveling a lot uh, as a youth pastor, sometimes leaving our children behind. So, we, you know, if anything happened to us. And one of the things that was intriguing was we got a will, but then they encouraged us to get another legal document. And simply for this reason, they said the moment we pass away, even though we have a will, sometimes the descendants can argue over the will and they can go to probate court and they can do all of these things to fight. So there were some other documents to make sure that the will was followed. And I thought to myself, it's sad. Even with a will, you know, people can fight for years over what's going to happen. There was going to be tons of money left behind, but that premise. It's simply this, even when I'm gone, no matter what's there, I can't control that. And here's really kind of uh, the crux of what we put together. The, the truth of death and the truth of eternity should establish the reality of what's important here in life. So number one, the truth of death brings the truth of eternity. The point of man wants to die and after this to judgment. At some point, there's a judgment. There's one of two. One, eternal judgment in hell, which you don't want to endure. Or two, standing in front of Jesus at the judgment seat of Christ. One of those two. At some point, What's coming next is going to come, heaven or hell? One of those two is going to come. So my question to you was this. Do you have a certainty as to when your life is to end, what's coming next? There is only one of two options. There's not purgatory. There's not resting places, things like that. There's even eternity in heaven or eternity in hell. And you cannot decide after. No one can, after death, help change your eternal destination. It's the decisions you make before death that establish eternity. It's just the way it is. Um, Paul said, for me to live as Christ, to die is gain. Um, he knows that at one point he's going to die, he's going to end up in heaven. There's some pros to it, but the religion tells you there's so many of these different things. The Bible clearly states, when I die, I'm either going to go to hell or I'm going to be in the presence of God in heaven. That's what's going to happen, and it's permanent. Nothing can happen after that. So what you do now, these decisions you do make now will make that. So I must understand, have I placed my faith in Jesus and put my trust in him? Jesus says in John 14, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. Have you put your faith in Jesus and trusted him for salvation and eternity? Two, if you have, then are we living our life with eternity's values in view? Are we living our life with the realization that money and wealth. And don't get me wrong, I'm not against all those things because frankly, God blesses people in those situations and then you can use those to put me a blessing and to serve and minister to others. The question is, am I investing all of my life, even as a Christian, for things that are going to disappear, they're going to be gone, or am I investing my life in eternity? It doesn't make a difference where we stand. And please understand, I think we should do our best. We should work hard. And I believe that God has blessed some people with incredible wealth. Great for them if they use it correctly, right? But even incredible wealth, if you don't have a purpose and you're not following God, can just be empty. Where are we, where are we placing our hope? Where are we placing our purpose? What, what, what is what drives us every day? You know, I, I look at my, my children, I look at my future, and I look at all of them, and I say, you know, I'd love to have, everybody wants to have more money in the bank if you look at it from a human point of view. But none of that matters if I lose around me what's valuable. The purpose of God, of souls, of eternity, that's what should drive me. Which means, yeah, I'll do a little less work if I can be in church and be involved in, in ministry, be involved in my family's life, because that is what brings fulfillment. And frankly, when I get to heaven, that's what's going to be rewarded, not how much money I have in the bank. None of that matters. What are we driving for? What drives us? What's our purpose? Number one, have we put our faith in Jesus? Can I encourage you? 
If you would like to know more about that, call us here at the church, bensalembaptist.org. You can go to our website. Our phone number's there. Our phone number is actually 215-NEW-LIFE if you want to call us. We'd love a chance to talk to you about what the Bible says about eternity. And then two, what are we doing with all that God has given us? How are we taking advantage of the time we have and using it, realizing that's fulfillment? And by the way, in the midst of that, God may bless us with wealth. You don't know, but that doesn't matter because fulfillment doesn't come that way. May we strive to recognize the goal is fulfillment in Jesus, and that brings true joy. And may we find that, uh, and may we, we search that out, find that in Jesus, and allow that to be the thing that drives us. Thanks for joining us on this Tuesday morning, and just for a few minutes in God's Word. We appreciate the chance you've given me be part of your day. We hope you have a great remainder of your day and a great remainder of the week, and uh, we're just so glad to be part of your day. We look forward to seeing you tomorrow.